You're listening to Sacks in the Basement, a production of the Broadcast Basement Limited, where every show is 30 minutes of good and comes from a basement bar on the south side of Chicago. Pull up a stool, pour a cold one, and join us right now for Sacks in the Basement. Heard everywhere podcasts can be found and always at SacksInTheBasement.com. Welcome down to Socks in the Basement. Pull up a stool at my nine-foot homemade oak bar and pour yourself a cold one. Ever since opening day 2020, Socks in the Basement has been giving you simulated baseball games using MLB The Show and partnering up with our proud sponsors, Cork and Carry at the Park. And today is like no other day except for the fact that today is the return of Michael Kopech. That's right. Jimmy Cordero sent back the AAA yesterday. Michael Kopech up today, but will he start? The answer is no. And let me explain the reason why. Gio Gonzalez is on a tear. Reynaldo Lopez is on a tear. Dylan Cease is on a tear. In fact, the entire White Sox pitching rotation is on fire. Meanwhile, Kopech has had a terrible start with the exception of his last two starts down in AAA. So what makes sense? Bring him up, put him in the bullpen, and give him a chance to pitch a set amount of innings. Not as a relief pitcher that would come in in the middle of a game, but a relief pitcher that knows that he's pitching three innings no matter where it falls. And Gio Gonzalez is the perfect guy to pair him up with. He pitches lefty, Kopech's a righty. Gonzalez is going about four or five innings tops. You can bring in Kopech coming off the surgery and give him three or four innings. It'll give a break to the bullpen and allow them both to be simultaneous starters until the need happens where Kopech becomes a starter in the starting five. Right now, everybody's made their case to stay in there, and he's the guy coming back from surgery. So it's the perfect opportunity to work him in slowly, and that's what we're going to see today against the Toronto Blue Jays. So without further ado, we are back home after taking four out of six on our last road trip in the National League on the West Coast. White Sox, Blue Jays, Kopech returns, but first, Gio Gonzalez takes the mound. Next. And welcome to the south side of Chicago as the 26-17 and 17 Chicago White Sox take on the 23-20 and 20 Toronto Blue Jays here at Guaranteed Rate Field. Hello, everybody. My name is Chris Lanuti, and you are listening to Sox in the Basement and the 2020 White Sox simulated season. And Gio Gonzalez takes the mound. Eight starts so far, 4-0 record, 4.36 earned run average. 43 in the third innings, 41 hits and 16 walks. Give him a 1.32 whip and 43 strikeouts to boot. He will start the game. Michael Kopech is expected to pitch three to four innings tonight. If the White Sox can get these two to split this game up evenly, they would be perfectly happy with it. Joe Panic comes up hitting 205. No homers, one RBI. He's on the left side of the plate. Gonzalez into the line to Grandal on the pitch. Swung on and sent to Madrigal. Scooped up and over to first. One pitch, one out. And we are underway. Let's go around the defense here. On the south side, we got Grandal catching. Encarnacion's at first. Abreu's in the DH spot today after a long road trip in which Encarnacion was mostly on the bench. Vlad Guerrero Jr. steps in now, the two-hitter, with one out in the top of the first. Madrigal has secured that second base spot, I believe, at this point. As this ball's fouled off 0-1, he's at second. Anderson and Moncada were both out of the game yesterday, the last game of that road trip. 
They're back at short and third base, respectively. Jimenez in left. Leary Garcia's in center, giving Luis Robert a day off. And in right field is Nomar Mazzaro. The White Sox 26-17, and 17, currently in third place in the AL Central, but only a game out of first. A 1-1 pitch to Vlad is fouled off 1-2 the count here with one out in the top of the first inning. Gonzalez, the White Sox are going with him as a starter, and it makes sense. None of these guys have really had a bad season to date. It's hard to take them out of the order. Kopech is still part of the future and part of the team. But coming off of the surgery, it makes sense to start him in the bullpen, work him in. Rusty Valentine will be the home plate umpire. He calls that a ball. Two and two the count. Guerrero Jr. hitting 300 on the dot. Stands in. Cracks this one in the left center field gap back towards the wall. It'll bounce and hit off the padding. He's on his way into second base with a double. So a one-out double from Vlad Jr. And the Blue Jays in business. Lourdes Gurriel Jr. has eight home runs and 25 RBI. The shortstop bats in the three spot right now for these Blue Jays. Hitting 289. He's got a runner on second base and one out. Here on the top of the first takes a changeup low and inside. 1-0 the count. He is second on his team in home runs with eight. Me? I'm third. As in, on my third Johnny Walker double black of the evening. So if I slur a little bit, I'm sorry, but I have a 14-year-old daughter and a 40-year-old wife, and they like to argue, especially in quarantine. Dads, you understand. As a changeup hits the outside corner, one and one. So think of me as your Harry Carey slash Harry Doyle slash uh, drinky, drunky Chris Lanuti tonight. Can't even say his last name correctly after as many of these as I've had. But I'm expecting a good game, and it's one and two. The count as Guriel Jr. stands in on the right side of the plate and takes a changeup low, two and two the count. Moms and daughters have been fighting for all of time. But we used to be able to escape. Now we can't. Under threat of being shot in the street. Or whatever the rules are these days. Two and two the count. One out. Top of the first inning. The pitch on the way. Outside misses a changeup. Three and two the count is full. Teoscar Hernandez stands on deck. Gonzalez. Shouldn't feel any pressure with Kopech coming after him. Although he's now walked this batter. He has two on and one out here in the top of the first inning. The only reason it makes sense for Kopech to follow Gonzalez today is because Gio has been using over 100 pitches to get through like four innings, sometimes five. So it makes sense to couple them together. You would hope a veteran like Gio Gonzalez would be able to handle it. Low outside changeup hits the zone, 0-1 the count. With one out in the top of the first and runners on first and second. The 158 hitting Hernandez lays off a changeup outside, one and one the count. Clear skies, but chilly. Haven't hit that spring weather yet. I know the suburbs are getting warmer weather, but when you get downtown, it's windy in May. A few winter jackets, a few hoodies, and a few crazies with t-shirts on. Swing and a miss there. He's gonna tag him, even though it was a drop third strike. Hernandez never even tried to go to first. 
Runners hold. Two outs here in the first inning. Bo Bichette comes to the plate. Hitting 218 with seven home runs and 18 RBI. A 693 OPS, but I'm going to tell you something. As that ball is low, 1-0. As a guy that drafted him back when he was a single-A prospect in his Dynasty Fantasy Baseball League, Bo Bichette is a cornerstone for the next 10 years on my club. And he puts that one right up the middle for a base hit. Runner's going to come around third. Garcia's going to throw it home. It's going to get cut off. Safe at home, and the Blue Jays have a 1-0 lead as Vlad Jr. touches home on the base hit from Bo Bichette. I know this Blue Jays team well. I've had Vlad Jr. and Bo Bichette in my minor league system on my fantasy baseball team for three years now. I know what kind of talent they have. I also had Thornton, though, the starting pitcher on my team last year, only because he was relief pitcher eligible. And when he had two starts in a week, I would throw him in there. He is not a very good pitcher, and this offense is really good. So don't worry. As Randall Kroshuk steps in, two for 12 lifetime against Gio Gonzalez with four strikeouts. It's a one to nothing lead, but I expect this White Sox team to make some noise today against a subpar starting pitcher. The 1-0 pitch misses outside on the 12-6 curve, 2-0 the count. Want to thank James Fox for coming on the show yesterday. If you didn't hear that broadcast, go back and listen. Third and seventh innings he was on. Talks about the draft, the possibility of baseball coming back. Really honest talk, and we didn't agree on everything. But I think me and him talking it out is worth the listen. In fact, it's probably better than most of the stuff you're listening to on terrestrial radio. Chopped down the third base line, cut off by Gonzalez. Long throw over to first, he won't make it. Should have let Mancata take that one. The base hit and the bases are loaded here at the top of the first inning. As Rowdy Talese comes into the game, hitting 301, the lefty, as the base is loaded with two outs here in the top of the first and a run already in. And Gio Gonzalez is in danger of people saying, hey, we should have just started Kopech. A rough start for him, 25 pitches so far here in the first inning and a run across. And every base has a Blue Jay on it. The pitch. Hits the outside corner, one and one. Grandal sets up outside. This one misses on a changeup, two and one the count. Gio does not want to walk in a run, not this early. He has been hot over the last couple of games. This one sent out in the deep right field. Mazzara back to the track, and he will catch it standing on the warning track. Close to being a grand slam and a five-run deficit. Gonzalez escapes the first inning. The White Sox finally get the bat. They're already down by one. After three hits, we go to the bottom of the first. Trent Thornton, seven starts, two and three record. 5.30 ERA, 35 and two-thirds innings. 38 hits and 19 walks is a 1.60 whip. 26 strikeouts. And let me tell you something right now. That's exactly what Trent Thornton is. There's nothing surprising about that to me. The White Sox should be able to get him on, get him over, and get him in against this guy. Tim Anderson's got a 343 batting average, and the righty delivers to him in the first ones down the first baseline foul into the stands. T.A. was 4 for 5 yesterday. Not yesterday. He was off yesterday. 4 for 5 his last game two days ago with a double. 
Had a nice game against the Padres. Really nice road trip for Anderson as he sends this one out deep into center field, tailing back to the wall and caught on the track as he gives it a ride. One out here at the bottom of the first, and Yasmani Grandal, the hottest hitter on the White Sox. Eight-game hitting streak, 291, 12 home runs, 34 RBIs. Tied for the lead in home runs on the team, all alone in RBIs. And he kills it from the left side, where he's standing right now with Thornton. The righty, ready to deliver, 1-0 the count. Low and inside, 2-0 with one out here on the top of the first. No score in Texas right now as the Red Sox visit the Rangers. The pitch, low and misses on a split finger, 3-0 and and a hitter's count for Grandal. We'll see if he gets the red light or the green light. And I would give him the green light the way he's been hitting. That pinch hit homer two nights ago in San Diego was a thing of beauty. He is seeing the ball very well. Takes ball four, it was low. He will go down to first base with one out here in the bottom of the first. And Jose Abreu comes to the plate. Abreu hitting 273. Been sitting on 10 home runs for a while, 29 RBI on the season. We've come to the point in this White Sox rebuild and Jose Abreu's career where he is not going to be the leader statistically in most categories. There's better guys average, there's better guys slugging, there's better guys on base, there's better guys with home runs. He's a good player on a team with rising stars and big free agent acquisitions. He swings at this one, it's over to third, Guerrero over to second, back over to first. Five to four to three, the double play, and the White Sox have their inning ended quickly on a double play hit into by Jose Abreu. They've yet to record a hit. We go to the top of the second, trailing 1-0. Danny Jansen steps in, hitting 292. The catcher has two home runs and six RBIs. A 780 OPS. A lot of people believe he's going to be one heck of an offensive catcher. I believed it for a couple years in my fantasy league. Can you tell I had a lot of Blue Jays? I really did. And I traded him this year because I just don't see it. He's 1-0 right now to Gonzalez, who started the inning with 28 pitches through one inning. And that's why Michael Kopech will be pitching for several innings today, and it's scheduled ahead of time. Gonzalez trails the game 1-0 and throws a high two-seamer, 2-0 the count. Next pitch hits the zone, a four-seam fastball at the knees. 2-1 the count. Swung on and missed a four-seamer. Jansen has his count even now. The righty doesn't have to wait long as Gonzalez into the wind. This one is sent out into right field. Running underneath it is Mazzara. He will make the play in the gap in shallow right center field. There's one gone here in the top of the second inning. Derek Fisher is going to come up batting ninth. The outfielder is hitting 318 with two homers and 17 RBI. He was once a first-round draft pick, and the lefty awaits the other lefty to deliver a 12-6 curve that goes for a ball high and inside. It's important for Gio to give his best stuff over about four to maybe five innings. 
And Michael Kopech comes in, and we get another starter. That's the way the White Sox have this set up today on his return after a very long surgery. We're not penalizing anybody because they've all pitched well in this rotation overall. There's been ups and downs, but this team is nine games over 500, and at one point was 10 over. They're sitting a game out of first. They have the best whip of any staff from top to bottom, including the relievers, and the least amount of hits given up in all of the majors. As this ball is sent foul down the third base line, Gonzalez does his own work, and I find that funny. Most pitchers will wave off the infielders. He goes over and makes the play. Two outs here in the top of the second with nobody on, and Joe Panic comes up 0 for 1. Panic. The left-handed hitter, and he stands in in the first pitch on the way. Low and inside for a strike, a two-seamer at the knees. He's 2-for-11 lifetime against Geo, hitting 182. He's never struck out against him. The 0-1 pitch. This is low on a changeup, 1-1 one in one the count. It makes sense for a team that has already gelled together to not all of a sudden rip away a starting role from a pitcher that's done nothing to deserve having it ripped away, although Gio Gonzalez was teetering. And Reynaldo Lopez has started to fall off a little bit. So Kopech becomes an incentive. He's there, he's ready, and he wants it. Swing and a miss. High and outside, Panic sits down. His first strikeout of his life against Gio Gonzalez. We're midway through the second. One to nothing, Toronto. Johan Mancata comes to the plate, inning 336. He has done very well in that four spot for the White Sox. Six homers, 24 RBIs. His OPS is just a hair under a 1,000. That's what you want from your cleanup guy. Takes a low-cut fastball for a strike. He likes to hit from the left side more than the right. He's on the left side right now. He's 100 points higher on the left side. Hovering around 400 on the left and hovering around 300 on the right. He's 0-2, though, after that foul ball. And in the hole against Thornton. Swung on and sent out to left, tailing back towards the wall. That will be caught on the track. The second such ball to make it to the track for the White Sox that doesn't get out. You feel like Thornton's playing with fire and the White Sox are going to get to him eventually, but so far, no dice as Aloy Jimenez comes up hitting 275 with 11 home runs and 33 RBIs, slugging 551 so far on the season with one out here on the bottom of the second and nobody on. Checks up, but they're going to say he went on an outside pitch, 0-1 the count. There are two White Sox batters with 12 home runs, Grandal and Encarnacion. You have Jimenez sitting on 11. He's 0-2 here in the count. The pitch, swung on and missed. He went down on three straight pitches. The first two were outside, he offered it, and the next one was down the middle, he couldn't catch up on a cut fastball, and Thornton sits him down, and with two outs, Edwin Encarnacion comes up with those 12 home runs we mentioned, 27 RBIs hitting 260 in the sixth spot with two outs already in the bottom of the second. Chops this one down the third baseline, foul. Encarnacion just got over the 1,100 runs mark in his career with 1,101 runs scored over his career. 0-2 now to him. This pitch is outside on a slider, 1-2. As Thornton, so far sitting down the White Sox, he has retired the first five batters that he's seen. 
as Edwin stands in one and two with two outs in the bottom of the second. Outside cut fastball misses two and two the count. Colorado defeats San Francisco seven to four. Cincinnati over Milwaukee four to three. Those games are official. They played earlier today. Fouled off down the first baseline. Count is even at two. Swung on and missed on a split finger diving away. Encarnacion continues to lead the team in strikeouts. He will sit down. Thornton, perfect through the first two innings against the White Sox. You're in the family waterproofing solutions third inning as Vlad Guerrero Jr. comes to the plate one for one with a double and a run scored, hitting 305 with a 401 OBP and a 791 OPS. The righty stands in against Gio Gonzalez, who's on 42 pitches as he starts the third. The first pitch is a strike inside on a four-seam fastball, only won the count. Family-owned, female-owned, veteran-owned. Family waterproofing solutions. There's a strike on the outside corner, 0-2. They give a portion of the proceeds to veterans and first responders. How can you not love that? This one's fouled off. They have deals for Socks in the Basement listeners. Mention you heard it on Socks in the Basement. On certain days, you get 20% off or more. This one's sent out in the right field. Can of corn for Mazzaro, one gone. And any problem you have, just get on the phone or video feed. And they'll give you an estimate for free. So you have nothing to lose. Jump on there with them. After the end of the top of the third, before we get to the White Sox, in the middle of this inning, details to come here on Sox in the Basement as Lourdes Gurriel Jr. steps in, walk in the first inning. There's one out here in the top of the third. He's hitting 289, and Gonzalez delivers. A low changeup misses, 1-0 the count. Gurriel has 52 hits so far on this team. Tim Anderson has 60 coming into the game. Both of them lead their clubs respectively in that category. One and one the count on a swing and a miss. And now a strike on the outside corner, one and two from Gonzalez. The Phillies beat the Dodgers in Philadelphia, five to three this afternoon. As Gio strikes him out on a high fastball, swinging. Gonzalez with his third strikeout and has two outs here in the top of the third. So Gio's given up a run and the White Sox haven't gotten one yet, but he's sharp. One to nothing Toronto, two outs, top of the third. Teoscar Hernandez swings at the first pitch and sends it deep out in the center field. Underneath it is Garcia. He will make the catch about a foot before the track near the batter's eye. The top of the third is over. Get your pen and paper ready. We'll see you afterwards. Foundation issues not properly handled can be costly. Family Waterproofing Solutions is owned by Ken, a veteran of the United States Marines, and his wife Maria, making them a veteran-owned business and a female-owned business that will diagnose and repair wet or leaky basements. And while they're located on the sock side, Family Waterproofing services the entire Chicagoland area and Northwest Indiana. And now after taking time off to ensure they can do things safely and securely for you, Family Waterproofing is back in business and doing jobs. Plus part of the proceeds for every job that they do 
are donated to veteran and first responder organizations who support our frontline defenders. And currently, Socks in the Basement listeners have access to special pricing when they contact Family Waterproofing Solutions now, 708-330-4466, or visit them today at FamilyBasementWaterproofing.com. Nomar Mazzaro will lead it off. He's hitting 218. He's on the left side of the plate, of course, because he's a lefty. Five home runs, 14 RBIs, two home runs in his last six games. He's starting to turn it around this season. That's a good thing. Thornton into the wind. It took him 20 pitches to get through two innings. Throws an inside pitch for a ball, 1-0 the count. Quickly into the wind in the pitch. Swung on and sent on a pop-up down the third base line. If it stays in play, there might be a play, but Guerrero Jr., can't make it. One and one. Mazzara gets new life. The pitch. Inside splitter misses. Two and one the count. Thornton working quickly. Swing and a miss and a four seamer at the knees. Two and two. Mazzara takes an outside pitch down the line and it is a fair ball. It hit the chalk and bounces into foul territory. Mazzara puts it down the third base line opposite field. That one hit the chalk. You could see it pop up in the air and goes immediately on the one hop into the stands as a lucky souvenir. And he's on second base with no outs here in the bottom of the third. And Leary Garcia, the eight hitter, playing center field today for Luis Robert, hitting 282, comes up to the plate. Mazzara leads off a second base. The pitch on the way. Strike down the middle, four seam fastball. Mazzara leads. Garcia squares the bunt and pulls back. Four-seamer goes for a ball. One and one the count. Checks the runner at second. Garcia squares again. It pulls back. Two and one the count. So he's thrown outside both times that Garcia squares the bunt. He does not square this time. Swings and sends one deep down the first baseline. Foul. So Thornton gets Garcia to stop trying to bunt. Now he's got an even count at two and two. Next pitch sent down the first baseline, foul again. No outs, bottom of the third. Leury, that one is caught by Vlad Jr. It almost gets over his head. He runs back and catches it on the line, back in the grass behind third base. It hung up there a little bit too long. If it gets down, that's a double and a run scores. Mandrigo comes up now with one out in the bottom of the third, and Mazzara stuck at second base. Nick Mandrigal. Hitting 278, two for four in his last game with an RBI, sitting on a seven game hit streak. The kid has come alive as he takes a split finger low for a strike, one and one the count. Mandrigal with that 278 average is up 100 points in the last 10 days. Something clicked in his head as he swings at this one and sends it down the first baseline foul, one and two the count. He's as tiny as Frodo Baggins as he takes an inside slider for a ball, two and two. You imagine him living in a tiny little house that's built into the side of a hill. It's an outside fastball misses three and two the count with Anderson on deck. He's so small that it must feel like Thornton's trying to hit the top of a needle. As this one has ripped the shortstop, it's going to be a bounce and thrown almost over the head at first. No advancement by Mazzara who thought that was caught in the air. It actually hit the dirt right before it was caught. So it actually, it hit the ground. Mazzara didn't advance thinking it was gonna be a line out. 
Then a high throw almost takes the first baseman off the bag, but it doesn't. Mander goes out. There's two going in the bottom of the third. Tim Anderson comes up and swings at one and sends it deep out in the left field, tailing back towards the wall. They're going to catch this one on the track. That is three outs made at the track by the White Sox. Warning track power today. Hopefully they get a little bit more as this game goes on. We're through three, trailing by one. I'll say it before and I'll say it again. Heidi Watney should sue MLB 20 because they are much more forgiving on what men look like in cartoon character than women. And it is unfair that they made her look like a droid in a George Lucas movie. You are listening to a White Sox simulated game in a simulated season using MLB The Show 20 and sponsored by Cork and Carey at the park on Sox in the basement as Bo Bichette comes in and he's one and one quickly as Gio Gonzalez took 51 pitches just to get through three innings and remains on the mound. An outside 12-6 curve, 2-1 and one the count. I could imagine Kopech coming in here in the fifth as this one is sent out into center field underneath it is Garcia, can of corn, one gone. Kopech's coming in the fifth or the sixth. It depends on what the White Sox want to do. They did say he will pitch several innings tonight in his return after surgery. It's a combo game between him and Gonzalez. As Randall Krachuk stands in and takes an inside pitch now one and one. One out top of the fourth, he's one for one. Swings and misses at a changeup, low and outside, he's one and two now. Sox trailing one to nothing. Gonzalez had a shaky first inning. Gave up a run, and the White Sox have put three big fly balls back onto the warning track that have not cleared. Gio, for his 60th pitch, just misses. Two and two, the count is even. White Sox looking for offense. They've yet to be shut out this year. Inside two seamer misses. Three and two, the count is full. Chilly night, not a lot of people here. It's a Thursday. I remember Kopech Day the first time was wall-to-wall human beings. My cousin by marriage, Scott King, of NBC Sports now. He's, a, he's, he's been with everybody. He's been with WGN. He was with NHL Network. He does all the stuff for the Blackhawks. Now he's with NBC Sports. As Gonzalez walks the batter on a full count. With one out, there's a runner on. And up comes Rowdy Talese, the lefty. All right, so I remember Scott King. He was sent over at the time because he was doing some freelancing. And his job was to cover Kopech Day because that's how it is in the mainstream media. Like, most of them aren't paying any attention to the White Sox. Let's be honest, they're not. And so they send over a guy who covers the Blackhawks to cover Kopech Day. And he's standing on the top of the dugout as the count is now 2-0. And he told this story in the show. He's filming Michael Kopech and doesn't realize he's going to walk right into him. And you can see the shot as Kopech comes in. As this one is sent out in the left field for a base hit, Jimenez is going to get it in first and second with one out here on the top of the fourth. As the sun begins the set and there's a pink hue surrounding the ballpark. He doesn't realize that Kopech is coming into the dugout because he doesn't cover baseball covers hockey but again mainstream media man they, they'll send anybody out there and I, lo- I love Scott Scott's a very good journalist he's very good with what he writes he's very good covering things that man 
built himself up from nothing. He was a blogger that ended up getting discovered and ended up with a regular job. He earned everything he had. Didn't know anybody in the business, earned everything he had. But Kopech almost stumbles over him trying to get into the to the dugout. And he's like, I almost injured Michael Kopech before he threw his first pitch on Kopech night. And I've seen the video. He won't share with anybody, but there's actually a point in the video, he sent it to me, where Michael Kopech falls over Scott King going into the dugout. And it's like, you almost killed Michael Kopech before he threw a pitch. Amazing. Danny Jansen stands in two and one. The four seamers fouled off two and two the count. And Scott's told the story in the show, so I'm not giving anything away, but I've seen the video. It's incredible. Inside four seamer fouled off. Count remains even at two. One out in the top of the fourth inning. Gonzalez already on 71 pitches. First and second as he tries to hold the lead here or hold this game to a one nothing deficit as this one is sent out to center field. Garcia's back just before the track. He will make the catch. Nobody's going to advance. There's two outs here in the top of the fourth inning, and Derek Fisher comes to the plate, the nine-hitter. 0 for 1 with a pop-out in the second inning. Fastball down the middle for a strike, 0 and 1 the count. A little bit of a stir out in left field as Michael Kopech is playing long toss in the bullpen. Remember, he's going to warm up like a starter, and they're going to warm him up that way as Gonzalez is 0-2, and I would imagine he's coming in now in the fifth inning. This ball gets away just a little bit. Grandal corrals it. Nobody advances. Runners at first and second as the young man who captured the imagination of White Sox fans in 2018 before he injured himself and was out for over a year with a surgery. Called up today. Throws for the first time in guaranteed rate field since late 2018. Two and two the count. Gonzalez on 76 pitches with two outs in the top of the fourth. Looks in at Fisher with two on and delivers. Fouls it off. Gio looks back at second. Now throws another one that's fouled off down the third base line. 27 pitches in this inning alone for Gio Gonzalez. And this is why the White Sox did things the way they're doing them. Swing and a miss on a changeup low and away. He strikes him out. Gonzalez gives up one run over four innings. And I believe he will yield to Michael Kopech next as the Sox trail by one going into the bottom of the fourth. Yasmani Grandal is hitting 291. He's on the left side of the plate. And here comes a pitch. Inside misses on a four-seamer. One and on the count. There's a shift on for him. Panic, the second baseman, is in shallow center field. Shortstop is behind second. Vlad Guerrero Jr. is at short. Now he puts one opposite field down into the left field corner. It's going to bounce around because nobody's down there. Grandal's going to come around first and head to second and stand up before the ball even gets into the relay man. White Sox hitters are doing a very good job against the shift this year, and that is a smart thing to practice. Eighth double of the year for Grandal, and the leadoff man is on second with no outs in the bottom of the fourth. As the Sox trail by one, and Thornton, who came into this game with a 1.60 whip, that means he's putting on more than a runner and a half per inning, throws ball one inside to Jose Abreu, and he has to face the middle of the White Sox order. The pitch on the way. Swung on and fouled back into the upper deck. Behind home plate, one and one, the count is even. Minnesota defeated Detroit earlier today. 
It was an early start for some reason. Five to one. As Abreu sends this one to second base, diving play made by Panic. He'll get it over to first, but Rondal is able to advance to third, so with one out, the tying runs on third here in the bottom of the fourth. As Yoan Moncada comes up 0 for 1 with a deep flyout in the second inning. And if he hits one there again, this game will be tied. Batting lefty, the pitch. Outside for Seamer misses 1-0 the count. Sitting 341 with runners in scoring position and his batting average at any time is right around there. Thornton's on his 45th pitch. Pitch number 46 low and inside 2-0 with one out here in the bottom of the fourth. It would just be fun to see the White Sox at least tie this game and give Michael Kopech a clean slate when he comes in, as I believe he will. As this one is ripped to second base, short chop, only plays the first. The runner is going to score. Grandal crosses home. This game is tied at one with two outs here in the bottom of the fourth inning. And Aloy Jimenez will come to the plate. Jimenez stands in with two outs. And rips the first one deep down the third baseline. That will hook foul about two and a half sections away from the pole. 0-1 pitch. Low and outside on a four-seamer. 1-1 one one the count. Thornton working quickly. Throws one that Jimenez puts off his thigh. It's going to roll back towards the catcher. Nobody's going to get it. Aloy Jimenez with an infield hit. He hits Thornton off the thigh. Thornton can't find the ball. It rolls back towards home. Jansen... Did not react quickly enough to it, and Jimenez is on first, so the Sox get another base runner, and here comes Encarnacion with two outs, and the first pitch is a high forcing fastball for ball one. One and oh the count. Encarnacion struck out in the second inning. He's got a base runner here with two outs. Thornton went back to the mound pretty quickly for a guy that got rocked by a pitch. Off the bat of Aloy Jimenez, that has to come off quickly. Two and oh now on a pitch outside. Yeah, you know, you selfishly hope that he's not entirely right and he's going to make a mistake or walk in Carnacion. The pitch. Misses low and outside again, 3-0. So after Jimenez rocks him and nobody checked on him, he throws three pitches outside the zone with Mazara on deck. Hitters count. Encarnacion follows a slider back that he wishes he could get again. It was in the zone and he's disappointed he just missed that one. He was going for it all. Next pitch misses inside a four-seamer, and Encarnacion goes down the first. So with two outs, Jimenez gets on. Encarnacion goes down the first. Thornton's on 55 pitches here in the bottom of the fourth inning. And Nomar Mazara comes up to the plate. He's got a double in the third inning. He's up to hitting 225. To see this young man start to come alive is a good thing. And hopefully it continues as he takes a fastball in the outside corner. Borderline call goes against the White Sox. That's a strike. Owen won the count. And that was borderline. Two outs. Bottom of the fourth. The 0-1 pitch. Swung on and missed. He went over the top of a split finger and it dropped out below the bat. 0-2 to Mazzara. Swings and misses at a four-seamer. Well below the knees, and Thornton went right after him and kept going lower and lower and lower, and he strikes out Mazzara, but it's all tied up after four, and Michael Kopech comes out of the bullpen. He's back, folks. We go to the top of the fifth. Michael Kopech comes into this game. The last time he appeared for the White Sox, he had four games with a 1-1 one -one record and 14 in the third innings. 
with an ERA of 5.02, but we all remember the good stuff. And we know that he was doing well down the minor leagues. He's back from a surgery. He's older. He's wiser. You follow him on Twitter. He's very zen. He's like the Phil Jackson of pitchers. And he gets Joe Panic in the top of the order. So it's just like a start, but it's starting in the fifth inning. It's the top of the order for the Blue Jays in a tie game. And he throws a strike high and inside for his first pitch since the end of 2018 with the flowing hair. He stands out there on the mound, number 34, and looks in at Yasmani Grandal, and the righty goes to work. The pitch on the way. Swung on and missed a four-seamer 0-2 quickly to panic. It has been a long time coming. White Sox fans have been clamoring for it. And Kopech into the line, his third pitch. He fouls off a four-seamer in on the hands. Count remains 0-2. You are listening to the DP3 Tech fifth inning as that one sails high for a ball, one and two the count. Kopech quickly in the line, sends a changeup outside. The count evens at two. DP3 Tech, they can make your work from home easier. As a ball misses high and inside, the count is full with Guerrero Jr. on deck. So Kopech gets two strikes right away. Now he steps off the mound. He has to collect himself as he's let Panic back into this count. Panic's 0 for 2. Swings at this one and chops it to Anderson over to first. It's got to feel good for Kopech to get the 6-3 out. He's gotten his first out now since the end of 2018. And now it's down to business as one of the best young rookies in baseball, Vlad Guerrero Jr. stands in one for two. And a ball just misses below the knees on a changeup, 1-0 the count. Remember, DP3 Tech partner with Microsoft. Imagine being able to share things with a button. Bring somebody up on your screen with a button. Integrate all of your business's uh, systems with your online calls, with your video chats. It's a new world, and they have figured out a system that does it inexpensively and well. Two and one to count. The pitch swung on and sent down a third baseline foul. Guerrero Jr. is even at two. Information coming up here midway through the fifth inning. Swung on and missed. It was a drop third strike, so it goes down the first. Kopech has his first strikeout, and it's a Vlad Guerrero Jr., Two outs here on the top of the fifth inning, and Lourdes Gurriel Jr., who walked earlier in his 0-for-1, steps in, and Kopech quickly into the line. The big righty delivers a four-seamer at 99 miles an hour on the lower outside corner of the plate. 1-0 the count. It is exciting to watch him pitch. Next one, high and tight, fouled off down the third base line. 1-1. And, and there are going to be hiccups. And he is going to have problems because he's coming back from this injury and he has a lot to learn. He's still a youngster as this one is sent on the center field for a base hit. A single sails over his head and over second base. Straight up the middle. The idea is going to come in and be like the, uh, what was that? Was Brendan Fraser got discovered in the jungle, right? Remember? Can't remember what the name of that movie is. He comes in, he strikes out 27 guys in a row. And he, and he does it on, on, on like three pitches to each one of them. He's not going to be that, folks. As Teoscar Hernandez is in and takes a strike, 0-1 the count. Two outs top at a fifth inning in a tie ball game. An outside four-seam fastball misses 1-1 one one the count. 
Kopech gets a slider across. It's fouled off down the first baseline. One and two. Teoscar Hernandez stands at the plate in the right-handed batter's box. The sign from Grandal. Pops it up. Madrigal back in shallow right field underneath it. And Michael Kopech has a nice return. He gets a standing ovation coming off of the mound. The White Sox go to the bottom of the fifth inning, tied up at one. New challenges bring new technology. DP3 Tech has partnered with Microsoft to make things easier on you and your business. Imagine being able to get everybody together in a nice, easy, user experience friendly meeting room and being able to share whatever you want in the room with just one click. You can migrate from old legacy on-premises equipment right now to flexible, secure, work-from-home-friendly cloud services. Bring your group together faster, better, easier. Find out what DP3 Tech can do for you. Contact their cloud migrations team today, 312-896-2450, or email info at dp3tech.com. Larry Garcia will come up to the plate, the bottom of the fifth inning. 1-1 1-1 score. He's 0-for-1 in the game. Thornton needed 58 pitches to get to this point. The first pitch is chopped to Guerrero Jr. Makes an athletic play. Bare hands it on the two-hop and sends it over to first. One pitch, one out. Nick Mandrigal comes to the plate. I'm going to tell you something right now. Mandrigal is rising. Garcia is dropping. I would like to see Garcia stay where he's at. He has been a great player for the White Sox early on. He can be put in at any outfield position. He's playing short. He's playing second. He's been a big asset to the White Sox. As Mandrigal sends one out deep in the right field right before the track. This one will be caught. Again, a lot of power out to the track area, but nobody's clearing the wall tonight for the White Sox. Anderson's over two of the fly out and the line out. There's two outs. In the bottom of the fifth, quickly, Thornton has only had to throw three pitches to get two outs. He throws a low-cut fastball below the knees. 1-0. Anderson's on a four-game hit streak. He had yesterday off for the last game in San Diego. White Sox really banded together on that West Coast trip, taking four out of six and having to let their pitchers hit. Now everybody's back full strength. They only have one run. Slow grounder over to Bichette. It's short. One-handed scoop and throw, and he gets Anderson by a hair. Boba Sheck can throw it. End of five. It's one to one on the south side. One run on five for the Blue Jays. One run on three for the White Sox. Boba Sheck comes to the plate. Michael Kopech's ready for his second inning pitching here in the top of the sixth. Bichette is one for two with a single and an RBI. Kopech into the wind and the pitch. Chop foul, a slider. 0-1 the count. Sox sending two starters basically up in this game. Gonzalez gave up a run over four innings. Kopech so far has let one run around over one inning as he starts his second inning pitching. 1-1 the count now as that one misses. Next pitch swung on and missed a changeup. He took something off it. 1-2. And And you know what? There's going to be a time period here where Grandal has to get ready and used to Michael Kopech as this one is grounded to Mandrigal over to first. Encarnacion catches it easily. Four to three put out. There's one out here in the top of the six. And folks, two years ago, if, if you would have told me 
I'd be saying things like Kopech's on the mound, Mandrigal's at second. We saw a home run this past weekend from Luis Robert. Aloy Jimenez is killing the ball. We've signed Yasmani Grandal. He's behind the plate. We see Edwin Encarnacion over at first base. Juan Mancata has become an MVP candidate. He stands over third. Tim Anderson became a guy that hits regularly over 300. I I don't know if I could have gotten up. I'd have had the shakes from the excitement. 0-2 pitch here. Goes outside for a slider, 1-2 and two, to Grishuk. And Randall is 1-for-1 one one in the sixth spot for the Blue Jays. Takes a low inside slider, 2-2 two and two the count now. The day was about mid-60s, but you know... When you're down at the cell on a day like that in May, it's getting chilly out there right now. We've seen a lot of jackets and sweatshirts put on. I put us at half capacity, even though I haven't gotten an official count yet. The count is full as that pitch misses, and Kopek stands up on the mound. I want to say he's newly married, right? Inside slider, got him looking, strikes him out. Michael Kopek using more than just the straight heat. And Rowdy Taliz comes up the lefty. He's one for two in this game. Kopech's on 29 pitches with two outs here on the top of the six, the second inning pitch. Throws a high inside four seamer that misses 1-0 the count. This guy's got the second highest average on the Blue Jays hitting 304. And Kopech brushes him off with a 99-mile-an-hour fastball at his head. And he shakes his head as he gets back in the batter's box. He dove back so far he was in the grass. Next pitch low and inside for a strike, two and one. And I would like to see that of a guy like Kopech. I know he's all zen. If you follow him right now on your Twitter feed, he's all love and understanding. But I want him to be up there and try to kill guys with his fastball. That's what I want. Like, don't actually kill somebody, but make them think you will kill them. Like, throw one inside every once in a while. That's what I want. Three and one the count as that one misses outside. Comes back in and it's fouled off down the first baseline. The count is full with two outs here in the top of the sixth. And nobody on in a tie game, one to one. The first of a four game set between two up and coming teams. And this one is fouled off down the third baseline, a four seamer on the lower outside portion of the zone. Kopech into the wind. Swing and a miss at a low fastball. He got him to chase. And that ends the inning. Michael Kopech. Looking sharp, coming back here to the south side of Chicago. We're midway through the sixth, all tied up. Yasmani Grandal, easily the hottest, or at least one of the top three hottest hitters in all of Major League Baseball. He's one for one so far tonight, and he rips the first pitch out deep in the left field, tailing back towards the wall. This one could clear, he jumps, it's over! The White Sox take a two to one lead on a Yasmani Grandal. Home run to left center field that he hit from the left side of the plate. So he goes oppo, 385 feet out of here at 98.2 miles per hour. He is the hottest hitter in Major League Baseball right now. After a slow start, the White Sox offseason acquisition is having himself one hell of a May. And he is deadly from the left side of the plate. If I were Ricky Renteria, I would never, ever take him out of the lineup when he's got a right-handed starter up there. Let McCann play when the opposite team has a left-handed starter. 
and then bring Grandali when they bring in the right-handed reliever. He is killing it today, and killing it this entire month. As Abreu, who's 0 for 2 with two ground outs, takes a low outside pitch for ball one. The White Sox now lead this game 2 to 1. Kopech is the pitcher of record, and it would be great to give him the win on his first day back. Thornton's had a heck of a game. This is not his norm to go into the sixth inning only giving up two runs, even after that home run. This is not what he normally is. He's having a heck of a game against the White Sox, who are a very good offense. But he's 3-0 now to Abreu with Moncada on deck, and maybe this is the inning the White Sox jump all over him. Toronto's got the bullpen going now. I see two guys up. We'll try to get the names for you. The 3-0 pitch misses low. He walks Abreu on four straight pitches. And the Blue Jays have a starter out there that is not one of their best. And the White Sox look like they're ready to pounce like a tiger at the edge of the clearing in a jungle. Moncada's over two with a deep fly out and a ground out. He has an RBI on that ground out. The Sox are winning two to one. No outs here in the bottom of the sixth. The Brayu's up. A little bit of energy now coursing through the stadium. As Thornton checks the sign and delivers. Inside pitch called a strike. Check swing. He didn't go around, but it was a strike. Over the last eight games, Moncada's hitting 371. Takes a fastball in the outside corner. He's 0-2 quickly, but we've seen him do this before. During this stretch, especially over this last week, I've seen him go 0-2. Either fight his way back, get a walk, or get a big hit. He's getting that Frank Thomas selectivity that I haven't seen since the big hurt was up at the plate. And there are a lot of Yoan Moncada detractors, but I see something there. He's got an incredible eye. He has the ability in big moments to get hits. And sometimes the greats don't line up with your saber metrics. And I like him from the left side of the plate. The pitch swung on. He's going to send this out in the shallow right center field. It's going to hang up there a little bit too long and be caught. He's out, but he still leads this team in batting average. And has done an excellent job in the four spot. There's one gone now in the bottom of the sixth. As Jimenez comes to the plate, one for two with a single in the fourth inning. He's hitting 279. He's got a 9-11 OPS. He's got a runner on first in Abreu with one out in the bottom of the sixth. Trent Thornton continues to pitch. And pitch number 73 is an inside cut fastball for a strike. He's hitting 317 over his last 10 games. Jimenez is starting to find his groove as he fouls back a slider 0-2. This whole White Sox team really got it going right before the road trip and then during this last road trip. It was a really solid homestand for the Sox that led into a 4-2 road trip where they had the chance to sweep in both of those series in San Francisco and San Diego. The 1-2 pitch on the way. Swung on and chopped slowly to Bichette. It's going to be a tough play over at first. He will barely get Jimenez for the second out. Abreu is over to second. As that ball died in the grass, and Encarnacion comes up with two out. He's 0 for 1 with a walk, and he's got a runner on second. If he goes deep right here, I say I say just start partying. Because I feel with Kopech on the mound, only two innings under his belt. If the Sox can get a good-sized lead here with that bullpen, I would feel very confident. First pitch misses 1-0. Next one is foul back a slider, 1-1 the count. Two outs, Bob, in the sixth inning. Sox lead 2-1. to one. Gonzalez pitched four innings. About 80 pitches, gave up a run. 
Michael Kopech returns. He's got three strikeouts already over two innings. And he has held down the Blue Jays. The Sox lead two to one now after a home run from Yasmani Grandal this inning. The 2-2 pitch on the way to Encarnacion with Abreu on second base. Swung on and fouled off down the first base line will reset. Thornton, the starter, the righty for the Blue Jays at 81 pitches. Here's 82. And it's driven deep down the third base line. If it's fair, it is gone. It is gone. Edwin Encarnacion with a two-run job. And he now ties Grandal, who just hit his 13th home run, with his own 13th home run. There's a home run competition between the two free agent acquisitions on this team. They enter the game tied at 12 apiece. They both hit their 13th in the same inning. And the White Sox lead this game now 4-1. A bomb that lands halfway back in the section directly in front of the kid zone in left field. A towering shot, and that's it for Trent Thornton. The Blue Jays are going to pull him out of the game. The White Sox lead this game 4-1. to one. It's all good feelings here at the ballpark on a Thursday night. Michael Kopech is back and looks good so far. The Sox are up 4-1, to one, and Wilmer Font comes in as the next victim. 15 games, 12 and two-thirds innings. He's 1-0 with a 2.84 earned run average, 14 strikeouts to seven walks. Opposing batters hitting about 254 against him. Righties better than lefties. And with two outs in the bottom of the sixth, Nomar Mazar comes up one for two with a double in the third and rips the first ball out in the left field that is not going to have enough distance. It'll be caught deep near the wall, but he is retired on one pitch, so Font gets paid a lot of money for one pitch. But the White Sox get out of the sixth inning. Instead of tied, they put on three and they lead four to one. We go to the top of the seventh inning with Michael Kopech sitting on only 36 pitches as he split this game with Gio Gonzalez. He will start the seventh, and Danny Jansen comes up to see him for the first time tonight. The eight hitter is 0 for 2. Kopech has seen one through seven in the lineup so far. It lined up perfectly. After four innings, the leadoff man for the Blue Jays came up in a tie game. He basically got another ball game. And he's 1-1 one one against Jansen as that one is fouled away. The pitch. Swung on and missed on a slider 1-2 from Kopech. White Sox going to give Michael Kopech a chance to go out and pitch. Their, their plan was three innings. I believe that's the plan. Then you get the eighth and the ninth inning with all your studs in the bullpen. Swung on and missed on an inside two-seamer. Jansen goes down and maybe Kopech goes four innings. He looks solid out there right now. This kid wants a starting role. And he just ate Jansen up. Made him look silly. He swung early. He swung at something that wasn't in the zone. He was all tied up. There's one out here in the top of the seventh. Derek Fisher's 0 for 2 with a strikeout and a pop out. He sees Kopech for the first time. An outside fastball goes for a ball, 1 0 the count. Fisher's hitting 310 with two home runs and 17 RBIs. The outfielder banning at the bottom of the order. He's a lefty facing the righty Kopech. The pitch on the way. Inside changeup misses 2 0 the count. The Blue Jays are going to have a few guys see Kopech for a second time. That will be of interest. As an inside two seamer catches the zone 2 1. And I can see Ricky Renteria saying, I want the good feelings. If he can get through this inning unscathed, 
Let's let the kid walk off the mound with three good innings and possibly the win in the ball game and welcome him back to the south side and turn it over to this great bullpen. Two and two pitch. Misses outside on a four-seamer. Three and two. The count is full with Joe Panic on deck. One out. Top of the seventh inning. Sox lead four to one. The pitch. Inside four-seam fastball. He took it for strike three. He's frustrated, but that was in there. High and tight in the zone. A beautiful pitch froze him. Kopech dances off the mound. Gave a little fist pump. He'll come around the back of the mound and get ready as Grandal throws it back to him. He's feeling it right now. Two outs, top of the seventh inning. Joe Panic comes up 0 for 3 with a ground out in the fifth and immediately fouls one off down the first baseline into the crowd. 0-1 the count. This Blue Jays team is good. You know what's interesting about this start to the season? The White Sox have seen some really bad teams. I mean, San Francisco had 10 wins in May when the White Sox got to them. They took two out of three. We've seen the Royals a lot. They're a losing team that's going to end up well under 500 this year. But the White Sox have done well against teams over 500. The Twins, one of the best records in the majors. We took two out of three from them. The Indians, they're a half game in front of us. We took two out of three from them. As the count is two and one. We took two out of three from the Padres. They're in second place in the NL West. The White Sox have found a way to beat winning teams as well and seem to get up for that. This Blue Jays team is pretty good. They got a winning record. Count is 3-1, though, the panic with two outs here on the top of the seventh. Kopech into the wind. Swung on and fouled into the camera well down the third base line. The count is full. Kopech has thrown 51 pitches. Grandal sets up on the outside corner. The pitch on the way. Just misses high in a two-seamer, and he walks. Joe Panic with two outs here on the top of the seventh inning. Vlad Guerrero Jr. comes to the plate. He's got a double and a run scored. It wasn't against Kopech. It was against Gio Gonzalez at the beginning of this game in the first inning. Kopech sat him down with a strikeout earlier on. Throws a pitch just below the knees. 1-0 the count. Two outs top of the seventh. Runner on first. Misses outside on a changeup. Low and away 2-0 for Michael Kopech. Grandal now, the veteran catcher, has to walk him through this last batter that's probably of his evening. Finish on a high note. Swung on and fouled off down the first baseline, 2-1. and one. I can't stress enough, I feel like it's important that he gets off to a good start here with this team. As this one's fouled off down the third baseline, the count is even at two. Two outs, top of the seventh, runner on first, Sox lead, 4-1. Michael Kopech with pitch number 57 into the wind and it's thrown and just misses low and inside on a slider. He wanted it three and two the count. He might be getting squeezed a little bit here by the umpire. He strikes out Vlad Jr. looking. He struck him out twice. Michael Kopech, three innings. He didn't give up a run. Great comeback for that young man. As we go to the bottom of the seventh inning with the White Sox leading four to one. And Leary Garcia comes to the plate. And the first pitch is inside a four-seamer. Hits the zone from Font. We only needed one pitch to get out of the last inning. 0-1 the count. Swung out and missed a split finger. 0-2 to Garcia. Sox bullpen is up. Ciszek and Bummer warming in the pen. High four-seamer misses. 1-2 the count. Sox got four innings out of the starter, Gio Gonzalez. And it was a struggle. 
Got three really solid innings out of Michael Kopech on his first time back here after over a year. Garcia checks it up. The count evens at two. They lead four to one. Kopech's the pitcher of record. And I feel like this whole team wants to get around this rookie and welcome him back properly as this one has popped up the short. Underneath it's Bichette. That's the first out of the bottom of the seventh inning. And Nick Madrigal comes up. He's 0 for 2 in this game with a fly on the ground out. He's really been hitting the ball well lately. I've been impressed with not only his strike zone, as he takes a very close curveball in the outside corner, but also his ability to hit it where they ain't. Inside four-seamer that was close, he takes 2-0. When he first came up, those pitches were strikes. Umpires are already learning that Nick Madrigal has a good command of the strike zone. A little bit more respect for him, and it only took about a month. 3-0 the count now with Anderson hitting 337 on deck. With one out in the bottom of the seventh inning. The pitch to Mandrigal. Strike in the zone for Seamer on the outside corner. He took that all the way. Now the pitch. Swung on and fouled off a four-seamer just above the knees. So he's only swung at strike so far. The count is full with one out in the bottom of the seventh. Swung on and driven deep down the third baseline, hooking foul. Mandrigal a little bit in front of that one. He's got three triples so far on the season. An inside curveball misses, and Mandrigal goes down the first, drawing another walk. That on-base percentage continues to grow, and I'm going to tell you something. If Grandal wasn't killing the league right now, basically hitting in the two spot, sometimes in the four, and Mancata wasn't doing so well in the four, you could argue that Mandrigal would be a heck of a two-hitter. And it's a nice problem to have if you're Ricky Renteria. Anderson takes a pitch outside, 1-0 the count. Next one's inside fastball, 2-0. Now, Mandrigal is not rated very high as a stolen base guy, but very speedy on the base pass. We've seen him go first to home and first to third many a time so far early in the season as a four-seamer misses low. 3-0 and Grandal's on deck. And I wouldn't even want to face the 301 hitting Yasmani Grandal. Remember when he was hitting under 200 three weeks ago? Inside four seamer, he walked him right away. There's two on, and both of them have a lot of speed. And you've got one of the most dangerous hitters in baseball coming to the plate, Yasmani Grandal. I cannot stress enough. Everything he touches turns the gold right now. And he's hitting it on all sides of the field. It's amazing that teams are shifting him right now because he is spraying the ball, opposite field home runs, pulling home runs, doubles down one line, doubles down the other line. When he's on the left side of the plate, he's deadly. From the right side, he's above average. 0-1 as he fouls this one off. Swung on and fouled off again, 0-2. Both pitches outside as they try to work Rondell outside. Let's see if he adjusts. Swings and misses. So I talk him up, and I'm going to tell you something. He's still really deadly, but they struck him out on three pitches, and that's an accomplishment. Curveball dives away. They hit him twice outside with a four-seamer that he fouled off. Then they put it down the middle, but they dropped the bottom out of it with a wicked curve. And Jose Abreu... He's going to try to pick him up now with two on here in the bottom of the seventh. First pitch fouled off to the backstop. 0-1 the count. Font checks the runners. They both start moving. 
Swung out and missed, thrown out of third base, and he is safe. Mandelgo and Anderson on the double steal. Both of them advance 90 feet as Mads gets his first stolen base here in the majors. I believe a hit and run was on because Abreu swung at a bad pitch trying to protect. He's 0-2 and now he swings and misses at an outside slider. It was exciting to see the double steal, but Font actually is straight fire out of the bullpen for the Blue Jays. He sits down the White Sox. Luckily, we're up by three after seven, winning 4-1. to one. Steve Ciszek will come into the game. 18 games, 1-0 record, six holds so far this season. 23 and a third innings, no earned runs. 25 strikeouts of 10 walks. Opponents hitting below 150 against him from both sides of the plate. He has been effective, to say the least. Throws a slider low and outside for a ball. 1-0 the count, so four innings from Gio Gonzalez, the starter. He gives up a run. Three innings from the returning Michael Kopech. He's the pitcher of record. He would get the win if the White Sox would hold on. He didn't give up anything. It looked very good in his return. And now Ciszek steps in in the eighth inning. Bummer continues the warm. Palome's also available. You got a three-run lead. This is a game you want to go get. Throws a slider down the middle, one and two the count. The Lourdes Gurriel Jr. is one for two, and he's in the hole. It's a pitcher's count. The side armor, Ciszek, delivers. Goes outside. He doesn't chase on the slider, two and two. The Yankees have defeated Tampa Bay. That's official. 5-2 in Tampa. Inside sinker misses. Count is full. Teoscar Hernandez stands on deck. We've seen Ciszek be shaky with the first batter and then get it going. Swing and a miss at a slider tailing away. He chased it. A spin move after he got him from Ciszek, number 31. One out here in the eighth. He throws sinkers and sliders, and he likes to keep them low in his zone. Sometimes he goes high. That one, he just put it low and away. Nobody was going to reach it, but it started off looking like it was going inside and tailed way off to the outside. Just a, a brilliant pitch. He is wicked. Next pitch hits the outside corner, but they're going to say a ball. I thought that was strike one to Teoscar Hernandez, who's 0 for 3 with a pop out. His last at bat. 1-0 count, one out top of the eighth, Sox up by three. Swinging strike on a low four seamer at the knees. One and one the count. Sox have brought in a lot of guys that induce ground balls. Ciszek keeps the ball down in the zone. Keiko has the greatest ground ball rate in all of Major League Baseball over the last several years. One and two now on a swinging strike to Hernandez, the next pitch. Fouled back on a sinker, will reset. This team is set up with, we have defense, and we're going to induce ground balls. And the onus is on guys like Tim Anderson as a swing and a miss on a slider low. Ciszek sits down the next one. Two strikeouts and two batters here in the eighth inning. This White Sox bullpen is deadly at the back end. Bummer Ciszek have given up a combined one run so far this season that was charged to them. Colome's got a few blown saves. He's got two so far. But he's been very good overall as a closer. And you've seen Ricky Renteria not be afraid to let his C-Shex on a roll, let him finish. We've seen Bummer take the ninth inning as well. It's a very good back end. 
Bichette takes a ball now. Skies this one down the first baseline. Foul territory. Mandrigal runs over and will get it. He ran right in between Abreu and Mazzara all the way from second base and makes that play well into foul territory. He's going to be fun to watch for years to come. Midway through the eighth, 4-1 White Sox. And Anthony Bass comes to the line. 17 games, only 10 innings. He's one of these specialists. He will step in to be the next guy to pitch against the White Sox. He's a righty to Elan Mancado, who's 0 for 3 with a pop out his last time up. Will still bat lefty. He's having a rough game tonight. You've seen him start to taper off a little bit over the last couple of days. I'm not saying he's in a slump. I'm just saying he's not red hot like some of the other hitters on this team. And that's okay. As long as you got two, three guys that are really killing it, the other guys are average. You're one of the best offenses in baseball. And this White Sox team has been one of the best offenses in baseball since the beginning of this season. And he's quickly 3-0 as Aloy Jimenez stands on deck. And I will have to change my pants before I go to bed tonight as I just spilled a little Johnny Walker double black in my lap. I'm that excited about the White Sox leaving 4-1 as Moncada takes this one foul and the count is full with no outs in the bottom of the eighth. I'm going to smell like a dirty bar on the south side of Chicago that hasn't cleaned their floors in a while. Mancata draws a walk on a low outside pitch. The leadoff man is on. I mean, it's soaked through to my underwear, folks. And it doesn't seem like there's much missing from my cup. A perfect placement there. Much like the pitches from Michael Kopak today. But not like the pitches from Anthony Bass. Who now has to face Aloy Jimenez, who swings and misses at a slider 0-1 the count with Mancata on first. I wonder if he pronounces his name Bass. You know? Like, I know the only people that call, like, that kind of guitar, and it's B-A-S-S, a bass, are people that are talking about the guitar. Otherwise, it's always Bass is the last name. If I had the last name of B-A-S-S, I'd be like, nope, I'm Bass. I'm Chris Bass, baby. Hopefully, Anthony is like that, too. Instead of Anthony Bass, go with Tony Bass. Tony Bass is a much cooler name than Anthony Bass. You've missed an opportunity, Anthony, as Jimenez swings and misses in an ugly pitch. He didn't see it very well. He's down with one out here in the bottom of the eighth inning, and Edwin Encarnacion comes up one for two with a two-run blast in the sixth inning. And that's what got us our third and our fourth runs in this 4-1 game. Takes a low outside changeup for a ball, 1-0 the count. A couple of practice swings, he's going to step back in. Next offering, swung on and missed a four-seam fastball, one and one. Swung on and foul back, one and two the count. And inside changeup misses, two and two. The 2-2 two -two pitch. Inside misses, full count. With Mazzara on deck and Mancada over at first base. Swung on and foul back, three and two the count remains. He put that in the upper deck behind home plate. Moncada with a solid lead at first. Next pitch is sent down the third baseline. Fair ball in the left field. It's going to roll down in the corner and get picked up. Moncada's in the third base with no problem. Throw comes in, but he was already standing there. Encarnacion only gets a single because he's a slow runner. First and third in the bottom of the eighth. Nomar Mazzara comes to the plate. One for three. 
And coming out to run for Edwin Encarnacion is Adam Engel to try to take away the double play possibility. So Encarnacion goes back to the dugout. Mazzaro takes ball one inside. Next pitch swung on and missed a four-seamer, one and one the count. Engel's at first, Mancata's at third, one out in the bottom of the eighth, Sox up by three, four to one. Swung on and missed on a slider away, one and two the count. Mazzaro's in a hole now. He's one for three in the game. He fouls off a four-seamer. Count remains one and two. Next pitch in the dirt. Going to roll a little bit. Angle's going to advance the second. Mancata dances at third but doesn't come home as it didn't get away enough. It's going to be a wild pitch. The runner advances from first to second. So you got runners at second and third now with one out in the bottom of the eighth and an even count to Mazzara. With Garcia on deck. Swung on and fouled off down the third base line, two and two. Outside slider misses, the count is full. Mazzara has been pulling himself out of a very difficult start to the season. And now they're gonna intentionally walk him on the full count, this is a weird call. You get him three and two, and the Blue Jays are gonna tell him to go down to first. A strange decision at that point. They decided rather go to Leury Garcia. So Leury will step in. Now he's having a rough day. He's 0 for 3. Popped out in the seventh inning. He hasn't had the greatest last couple of days, but I don't think he's a slouch at the plate. The first pitch is high for a changeup ball. 1 0 the count with one out in the bottom of the eighth and the base is loaded. There is solid speed everywhere for the White Sox. Mazzara's at first, Angle's at second, Mancada's at third with one out. Outside pitch misses 2-0, and oh, and I don't understand with a full count trailing by three runs the decision to intentionally walk Mazzara when he could have made a mistake up there and swung at something out of the zone. Now Garcia fouls back a four-seamer high but in the zone 2-1 and one, as Bass continues to work the pitch. Swung on and fouled off. The count is even 2-2. Two and two, A cut fastball down the middle at 94 miles an hour. The pitch. Inside. Misses on a slider. The count is full. So once again, the count is full. But now the bases are loaded. A curious decision made by the Blue Jays here in this game. Hopefully the White Sox can capitalize. Garcia fouls this one into the dugout. Almost kills one of his own teammates. On a hard shot into the White Sox dugout. 3-2 to count remains the pitch. Swung on and sit down the first baseline. Just foul. Almost got over the bag. He continues to hang in. Now an inside pitch walks it a run. And the White Sox lead this game 5-1 as Yohan Moncada comes down 90 feet and touches home. And whatever strategery that was going on in the dugout for the Blue Jays has backfired in their face. And Nick Madrigal comes up. He's 0 for 2. He still has the bases loaded. And they're going to change pitchers. Adam Ottavino comes in for his 17th appearance, 13 and 2 thirds innings. He's got eight holds, 1 and 2 record, a 6.59 earned run average. Right handed batters hit 421 against him, as opposed to lefties hitting 231. That's a big split. And a tiny little right hander is going to get in right now, who's 0 for 2 with a walk and a stolen base. And that is the 269 hitting Nick Madrigal. The rookie has had a very good last week or so. 
And he takes an outside to Seamer for strike one. Atavino has an interesting delivery. Comes in where he's throwing the ball almost like a sidearm pitcher, but high is the best way I can say it. He's a sidearm pitcher, but he starts up, up at the shoulders instead of at the waist. But he's not above the shoulders, and he starts like where he throws his hand out and throws it across the plate. He's got Mandrigal 0-2 now on a strike. Swung on and fouled off, and all three pitches started way outside, and he came way inside on Madrigal, where his hand is, and just went across the outside portion of the plate. So they're trying to see if the rookie can adjust to a guy that throws this way, and he can't. He goes after a slider away that started way inside, and that'll come with experience. Pitchers like that who come from a weird angle, and I don't think Nick Madrigal's seen enough of that. So he's out on strikes. Tim Anderson comes to the plate with the bases loaded. The Sox already have a run in here in the bottom of the eighth inning with two outs and the bases loaded. Outside pitch slider, and he doesn't chase. See, Tim Anderson has had far more at-bats than Nick Mandrell. He won the AL batting crown last year. You don't get there if you're fooled by a guy with a weird delivery. That only works on the new kids. The 1-0 pitch on the way. Swung on and sent back up the middle into the gap. On his horse, a nice play made. Oh, center field ate that up. After eight, five to one, the White Sox lead going to the top of the ninth. Yasmani Grandal will go down the first base because Edwin Encarnacion had a pinch runner last inning. So he'll cover first. James McCann will come in and catch. Steve Ciszek remains on the mound. No reason to go to the bullpen with a four-run lead yet. Although you can see both Colome and Aaron Bummer warming up still. Sacks have a 5-1 lead and a 1-1 count right now to the number six hitter, Randall Kroshuk. And an outside pitch is swung on and missed. A slider, one and two. We've seen Ciszek take two innings when the White Sox are able to open it up late without a problem. This one is fouled off down the first baseline one and two. Problem is, then he's not available for at least a game or two. That one's fouled back one and two the count. We have seen Gio Gonzalez go for four. We've seen Michael Kopech pitch for three. This one's fouled back. Count remains one and two. And now we've seen Ciszek Pitch one inning and come in here for the last inning as he faces this first batter of the inning. Fouled back again on a slider. Count remains one and two. He fouls off another one. A lot of work being put in here. Eight pitches in this at bat. Ciszek having to work hard. The start off the ninth gets in the swing and missing a slider. And there's one out here in the top of the ninth inning from Steve Ciszek. Nice job. And now they're going to go out and get Aaron Bummer because they got a lefty up there and they're going to not wear out C-Sheck too much. They don't want him to be gone for the rest of the series. Bummer comes in for his 21st appearance, 22 and a third innings. He's got a 1-1 one one record and two saves under his belt. 1.21 ERA, 35 strikeouts to six walks. He will face Rowdy Talese, who's one for three and the lefty stands in as Aaron Bummer. With one on the ninth, throws a fastball down the middle for a swinging strike that he was way behind. Sox have been on a tear lately. Two out of three in San Fran, two out of three 
in San Diego trying to get the first game here against the Blue Jays. They would have them winning five out of their last seven and back up the 10 games over 500 as they keep pace in one of the deadliest divisions so far in the majors as the AL Central has gone from being a joke to being the cream of the crop early on. That pitch is taken for a strike, one and two the count, with one out at the top of the ninth. Bummer got an offseason contract, and it looks like money well spent from a guy who could eventually be the closer for this team. This ball's down the third baseline foul, and I would have no problem with it being the closer, but you've got to find another lefty. Because you can't go with just one lefty specialist and then a closer. You've got to have three lefties in the pen if you're going to do that. This is lifted out in the left field. Can of corn for Jimenez, and there will be two gone right there. And the fans will get up on their feet for the first of his four-game set as Danny Jansen steps up 0 for 3 with a strikeout in the seventh with two outs. Nobody on his team down by four here in the ninth inning. It feels like the crowd has grown behind home plate. When do they start just letting the riffraff down there? Halfway through the game, half the seats are empty. They're packed in now. It's like an old day at the ballpark. When you used to be able to just kind of move your way behind home plate before the game was over. I'm talking scout seats, folks. It makes no sense to me as I've been watching this. This whole game, there's been nobody back there. This inning, the thing is packed. Maybe they were all in the back trying to get their all they can eat. Getting the most for their money. 1-1 pitch from Bummer. Swung on and missed a cut fastball. And Jansen is 1-2. The Oregon's playing. The folks are up. The Sox going for the win. The pitch. Swung on and fouled back barely. Almost strike three. Will reset with a one and two pitch on the way. Popped up down the first baseline foul and out of play. One and two it remains. Bummer gets him now to foul it into his own dugout. Jansen hanging tough. Aaron Bummer deciding and now throwing. Throws one low, he doesn't chase. Two and two the count is Danny Jansen. Does not want to be the final out of this game. Fans are up. The crowd is rising. The pitch just misses inside and a cut fastball. Three and two to count is full with Derek Fisher on deck. Bummer looks pissed. I think he believed that was strike three. Next one's foul back on a sinker low and away. Will reset again. Another long at bat for a Blue Jays hitter in this inning. The pitch. Pop back again. We saw Ciszek need nine pitches to get the first guy in the inning. Ten pitches so far in this at bat for Jansen. And now 11 pitches and it's fouled off. Aaron Bummer trying to figure out what he throws at him next. Here it comes. Fouled off again. The Blue Jays won't die. I want to go home. Oh wait, I am home. And that one is a swung on and missed. And Aaron Bummer pumps both fists. And Yasmani Grandal is laughing. It took him a ridiculous amount of pitches to get through that last batter, but the White Sox win this game. And the fireworks go off, and it's good to be home. And this team is 10 games over 500, and Michael Kopech gets the win as he returns to the game, and his teammates are pouring what seems to be cans of beer on his head as there is a little celebration there for the young kid who after coming up with so much fanfare gets hurt. He's gone for a long time and he's part of a 5-1 to one win 
and gets the win. He's 1-0. Thornton takes the loss. He's 2-4. A fun night at the ballpark to kick off a four-game series against these Blue Jays. Kopech goes three innings with a hit given up and six strikeouts. Think about that. Three innings and six strikeouts. One hit, one walk, no earned runs. He gets the win. Yasmani Grandal's your player of the game. Two for three with a home run and a double. Edwin Encarnacion, two for three with a home run and two RBIs. Tim Anderson had a walk. They win five to one. We're 10 games over 500. I'm going to drink some more. Enjoy it, White Sox fans. I hope baseball comes back, but if it doesn't, this is going to be a fun season. The White Sox take on Toronto tomorrow here at the rate. Thank you very much. The Sox on 35th. Go to SoxOn35th.com. Get the postgame wrap-up, the box scores, the analysis. I'm sure they'll have something to say about Michael Kopech. And make sure you check out and support our sponsors, Cork and Carey at the Park at 33rd and Princeton. I love them, and I want them to survive this entire thing, and it's going to be messy over the next couple months. We know that, and I don't know what's going to happen. But I want you to keep supporting my guys over at Cork and Carey at the Park because one day we're all going to raise a beer, and we're going to get through this. This is not the new norm. This is a bump in the road of life. We want to take care of those businesses because we want to get back there one day, raise a glass, and watch the White Sox, Grubhub, or Cork and Carry at the Park.com. My name is Chris Lanuti. You've been listening to the podcast for fans, by fans, every game since opening day, simulated right here for you with Sox on 35th running wingman to us. And we are found everywhere podcasts can be found. And always at SoxInTheBasement.com. Bye-bye, everybody. Socks in the Basement. Socks in the Basement. Socks in the Basement. Socks in the Basement. Heard everywhere podcasts can be found. And always on SoxInTheBasement.com.